Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Yo. Are we being interviewed? Right now we are. We welcome to the studio Ali Alexander. Yeah. All right, all right. Years and years. Zach Sang Show. Yeah, Heather, Zach, and Ali Alexander. Yes. <laughs> but I, I want to get right into it because it's been two years since you've been here. It has. I had blonde hair. Uh, you did. Yeah, and now my hair one. is red. Yeah. Where are we at now in life? Next time I see you, my hair will be Ooh. yellow. No, blue. Yellow is kind of blonde already. Yeah, that's true, yeah. that's true. That's true. Do you have that planned out? Do you know the stages of your hair and when you're going to do it? Um, I didn't, but now I think maybe every time I see you, I need to have a different hair color. Pressure. So, good. Yeah. Show us a good time. <laughs> Change it up. Dude, new album coming out very soon. Yes. Um, uh, Pablo Santo. Pablo. What? what? Pa- Paulo Santo? Paulo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a B yeah, in there. I'm sorry. Pablo. It's a, it's Pablo. a Kanye mashup. <laughs> <laughs> Paulo Santo. Is there pressure? You released a track list in April, but the album doesn't drop until July. Yes. Like, how long has this album been finished? It's been finished since April. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I mean, most of the songs were kind of re- wrapped up at the end of last year, but, you know, finishing everything takes a while, so... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's a lot of build-up, no? Like, you put it out to the world, do people want to see it? I know. Well, I've, I also feel like, not that I've gotten married ever, but I feel a bit like the nerves that you get before your big day. Yeah. So the album is kind of like the big day, you know, because it's like my beautiful bride or something or I'm the bride and the album is my baby maybe it's a baby sh- no I'm confusing all my like metaphors now <laughs> it's exciting it's very exciting there it is. Yeah, it's very exciting this phase of music for you started with Sanctify right like that's that was the first single to come off of this album yes why was that the right record to set the tone for everything else to follow Oh, well, I guess we wanted to go with Sanctify first because it felt like it was um, something that was very, it was quite different for us. And we wanted to come back with like a strong statement, you know, and Sanctify is like very much uh, inspired by my love of like early 2000s pop, you know, like Britney and Christine, Britney, Slave for You era yeah. and Christina and Justin Timberlake, Justified. And um, I think we just felt like it sounded really fresh. And uh, I agree with that. Yeah, but you, you think it's fresh? I think I think it's as fresh <laughs> as fresh can be. Zach Sang says it's fresh. Let's <laughs> be fresh then. Put it on the billboards. <laughs> but but your lyrics, like you're you're, I, I don't want to say you're clouding the meaning of your lyrics by saying that like it's you know Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears style pop because your lyrics have a lot of depth and a lot of meaning. And I read that you're really trying to send a message yes. with this album. Yes. Well, I also love a song that kind of operates on both those levels, you know, like a yeah. song that can be feel quite surface and like you can just sing along and you don't think too much about the meaning. But then at the same time, it hits you with this like secret deep meaning if you want it to look a little deeper. So I'm, I, I'm, I really love that kind of uh, balance in a pop song, which is, is it, which you do get, um, but it can be hard to kind of do. But that's what we try, try to do, yeah. Well, so before you embark on this creative journey, right, to do any song, are you going in with the idea of this is the story I want to tell, and then if it becomes a poppy, dance, surface-level hit, it happens? Like, what is the priority for you creatively? 
I think it's to try and marry. It's to try and get the both things at the same time because I am not interested in a song that I can't sing along to. You know, yeah. like I love a pop song. Got to have hooks. Got to have a chorus. That's just me. You know, I'm kind of traditional-ish in terms of the pop music I like. Um, but it means like within that, you can mess around with the rules. You know, that's what makes it exciting when you listen to like a great pop song. You're like, oh wow, I sounds familiar, but it sounds a little different. And I, mm. I'm like surprised by the rhythm, and then I want to sing along to this bit. And you know what I mean? So it's kind of it's like a almost like a little sciencey formula which i you know don't know the formula to but uh yeah is the formula takes a different shape every time you enter the studio yeah actually well you have i think we for me personally i try and be like as open-minded as possible because you never know sometimes you get really great songs from 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 a way that you might not have been expecting you know like say I mean, I write a lot of so songs at the piano, so I'll just be playing some chords and then I'll like start humming a melody and then fit lyrics to the melody. But then sometimes, like, say you're working with a producer or someone who's got like a, a uh, like a drum loop or like a synth sound that's really cool and that inspires you to write something different. So you try and be a little bit flexible, but open-mindedness is obviously key. But you, there's a lot of songs on this album based on the track list that you wrote either just you or with one other person. Yes. Like, there's some that you kept really narrow. You controlled that room in that process. Yes, I, wow. I'm, 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 I didn't expect you to to pick up on that but that's true yeah a lot of it is was just me or, or me and someone else um i think i i don't know i feel like especially with this album it was so important to me to have like everything so personal you know like i write personal music but also you know i feel like as a songwriter um i i just have been wanting to kind of get my voice out there and i've wanted to write these songs for so long and so i was like quite like oh, i need to have my stamp on everything and i need to be involved with everything and every word every melody like you know so i i, I got quite um i think that's why the album is like the making it was sometimes quite challenging because it was like i was just always so like you know in my head i was just the detail of everything i was like obsessed with it it's all you it's all encompassing yeah, right, exactly, yeah. And, yeah. It, like, are you listening to the album still? And, like, I mean, the time between April and release is a long time for you to sit with that body of work that you think is finished. Yeah. And then you listen to it and, like, are you, are you, were you still picking things out that could be changed? I, not really. I think there's a couple of things where, where I think, oh, would I have done this, would I do that again the same, exact same way? Maybe not, but actually... I'm really happy with the album. Like, I still listen to it, you know, like every now and then. I love hearing hearing it, you know, putting it on while I'm cleaning <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just when I'm in the shower, you know. Best See? times to listen to music. Exactly. Yeah. That's also how you got discovered. See there we in go. the shower. There we go. Coming <laughs> through circle. with that origin story. Yes, exactly. Come on. So, <laughs> Sanctify, th what I read, right, is that there's a story here and it, it's your interaction with... Uh, heterosexual people who have certain views on homosexuality. Can you go and like from your own mouth explain that and yeah. how that all connects? Yeah. So sanctify. Basically, what I, I wanted to write this song about something that I had been experiencing, and uh, it's something I've experienced uh, multiple times throughout my life. Right. And I'm an out gay guy. I've been out for you know nearly for about 10 years say and coming out is a really painful it can be like a really painful experience you know because you have to come out to yourself and then you have to come out to your family uh potentially and then you have to come out to like your employers that it's like a tour right it's <sighs> like and then it's constant for the rest of your life you know taxi drivers 
you know, people that you meet at the store, whatever. Um, and so I wanted to write a song that kind of spoke to that experience. And during that experience, I would meet guys who identified as straight, um, but would have like a romantic connection with me. And, you know, they'd be different every time depending on the guy. Like sometimes it wouldn't be romantic or sometimes it would be. And um, But we'd have a relationship and it was it, I was really fascinated by what what was happening in that moment because you know i'm I'm obviously an out gay guy, but I'm sort of ro- investing something romantically into this guy that identifies as straight, and then yeah. the straight guy is maybe confused about his sexuality or in or doesn't want to admit that he might actually have some gay feelings um and that's happened to me a few times you know and it's quite a common experience for gay men to to kind of have some kind of like encounters with 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 straight dudes um and so yeah that's 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 a really long explanation (laughs) i apologize (laughs) but um that's kind of what sanctifies about yeah when you're giving your love to them is that what you consider a sin so the line sanctify my sins when i pray is kind of like it's like there's a there's a few things like going on because you know I, I, traditionally the church you know i use a lot of like religious imagery in mm-hmm. my songs and stuff um and traditionally the church has shut out gay people you know so i kind of wanted to subvert that and um talk about how you know like the ch- the bible says you know homosexuality is a sin but i'm saying that like this is not sin- sinful, this is a blessing, you know, like I'm going to make my sins holy. That's that's what sanctify means to, to make something holy. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that line comes from. So when you're, when you want to write this record, like how does it, how does this one in particular start? Like are you, do you just gather all these experiences and you go, in order for me to move on in life, I need to put it out some way. I need to, like, or was there, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like w- was there like, I, I'm just trying to, phrase it like do you just like get to like a breaking point with all these straight dudes that you're just giving your romantic <laughs> energy and focus to kind of i think yeah i mean the the process is quite it's quite mysterious because say you know like i'd be say i'm writing a song a day sometimes like over a period of however many weeks or months like so it's going through loads and loads and loads of songs um and then i don't know like i'll realize that i've there's this one little thing that I, that's been creeping into the lyrics, and I'm like, oh, maybe I want to write a song that's 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 about that, you know? Um, maybe it's a it's a song about this, and so you, I don't know. The whole process kind of like changes, and so there's never really like one point where I'm like, ah, this is what the album's going to be, or this is what you know the rest of the song's going to be. You kind of just have to figure it out along the way. Or that's that's what it's like for me. So, anyway, so like you, you you catch themes that come up while you're writing. Yeah. Got it. And then once maybe it's a recurring theme, that's when you tap into it and you expand on it. That's right. Because I, I was finding that a lot of the songs for this album were about previous relationships, you know, and kind of reflecting on the, you know, what happened in, you know, with ex-boyfriends or whatever. And so, like, once I kind of realized that, the the, the rest kind of followed a bit easier. Zach Sancho. Have you seen Ariana Grande's hair? It is so beautiful, it's luscious, it's like a mane of a lion. It sure is. Picture any celebrity with amazing hair, and you can bet that they have a stylist who clued them in to Sugar Bear Hair. Sugar Bear Hair is a bestseller on Amazon with thousands of rave reviews. Heather, have you tried it? I have been using it. They're awesome. They're like these little gummy bears. They taste great, and I have noticed a difference. My hair has been a little shinier since I've been taking them. These things taste like sweet, delicious candies. They're made Mm -hmm. with the juice of real berries, but they contain everything you need for stronger, healthier hair. As much vitamin 
vitamin A as four cups of broccoli and as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. And those tiny little bears? Yeah. Wow. And the nutrients in sugar bear hair has also been linked to improving nail and skin quality over time. That is good to know. Go to sugarbearhair.com slash Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, for beautiful hair and a much healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash Zach. Sugarbearhair.com slash Zach. Z-A-C-H. Zach Sang Show. You know, this album, obviously, super personal. But the last time we talked was 2015, and you, you were in the cycle for communion. Yes. At what point do you start writing Palo Santo? <laughs> <laughs> um, so started towards the end of 2016. Started writing, yeah. So you're coming off that success, and are you... Are you, and then where, why? Like you were here in LA, you were touring, you were doing a lot. Like, did yeah. you just like put yourself in a room and get it done, or were you just writing as you went? Uh, well, we finished touring towards the end of 2016, and then I actually came to LA for a couple of weeks and 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 did kind of like shut myself away and do a bit of writing, like straight after the touring, and then we took a break, and then we came back to everything in the beginning of 2017. Um, but it just happened like. It was a really long process, you know, so it's like I, I wanted to try and get a head start, but actually all the writing took like, it took almost a year even. Wow. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's it's weird because you just think, oh, it's only, you know, say a song is only like three and a half minutes. Like, how long can it be to, to make that? But a long time. It can be a long time. But but on this album, like we said before, you, there were songs that you wrote just you and maybe one other person, but at the same time you expanded your your room like who you would have in the room you worked with Justin Tranner you work with Julia Michaels on Hallelujah haven't heard that record would love to on July 6th I believe it comes out we'll send out. it to you Zach <laughs> <laughs> and it's out on the 6th <laughs> getting into the room with these two people you know them I mean Justin's from Semi-Precious Weapon he's easily one of the biggest pop writers I think of our generation yeah do you approach that session differently well I was really nervous because they are such kind of legendary songwriters and it's the kind of thing that you know on the on the first album I can't imagine that we'd have been able to get in the room with them because they're so busy <laughs> and like <laughs> you know so I remember when I was in LA working with Greg Kirsten because we worked together on the first album as well and Greg Kirsten's like a huge Grammy you know has a million Grammys he's and a big deal <laughs> he's a big deal already so um and um they were trying to make the session work with Justin and Julia and I remember like like my label management everyone was just like just so so focused on getting the session with Justin and Julia like it was the most important thing ever you know so it was like a lot of pressure already and it's like oh my god royalty coming into the room like <laughs> and so I was quite nervous but um they're just such they're amazing they just make you feel at ease straight away and they just like want to chill and they just want to do you know that's why they're so good at what they do I think it's like they make artists feel chill yeah. and they're obviously very like incredibly talented and like so it was um and it was really i think i learned so much working with them so do you enter those sessions with something ideas ready or do you come clean slate clean slate i think is always good yeah it's always it can be a bit scary to, to be totally clear. some people don't like that some i know some songwriters like they they want they they like need to have the ideas before they get in the room which i totally understand but i like we did a clean slate vibe got it were you religious growing up no, I wasn't. But when I was six years old, I was not. My family aren't religious or anything. But when I was six years old, my family moved to uh, this little town in the countryside, and we moved next to a church. So me and my friends used to like play in the churchyard, and the school that we went to was like a 
was like a Christian school. It was yeah. like, um, so, and I had no idea what any of it was. Like, I had no idea like Christianity was a thing until I was like seven, eight years old. And I was really like blown away by it. So I think that's maybe part of why I'm quite fascinated by it. Yeah. You read the Bible? Never, never read it. No. I hear it's a good read. Oh, it's quite a book. <laughs> I read it when I was in middle school and I'm like, I forget 98% of it. It's a book. Yeah. I, I really think I pretended to read it just like to get by, but uh, mm. I hear there's moments in the book that are worth taking a look at. Yeah. The Old Testament, great. Yeah, right. Great stuff. I'm great more of a stuff. New Testament girl, but that's fine. That's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. What exactly is Paulo Santo? Is it Santo or Santo? How do you pronounce it? Um... I don't have the authority on how to pronounce well, it. I think it's however you want to. Hold on. Is it, okay. Are you saying you don't have the authority on how to pronounce it because y- we live... Well... You're... You go. I... I well, only because... because <laughs> Pal- I, I say Palo Santo, but it, because really the, na- the the album's called Palo Santo kind of because there's this fictional universe that we've created yes. called Palo Santo. But, um, so yeah, maybe I do have the authority. Yeah, you made it up yourself. Maybe, yeah, it's Palo Santo. But it's also, you know, the name of like an actual stick of wood that you burn. <laughs> so I like don't want to get that part wrong. Do you know what I mean? Do you come up with the name and then realize that it's a stick of wood? No, I, 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 I um, encountered, I basically met this guy and in his house he had this really nice smell and I was like what is that smell and he was like oh it's Palo Santo so uh. I was like what is that <laughs> and he showed me that it's sort of a little bit like sandalwood it's like this little st- or, in- or incense but it's a stick of wood and you just burn one end of it and the smoke smells really nice and mm. it's said to traditionally it's said to like cleanse your space of negative energy and evil oh. spirits got it that's like, what that stuff is called. I want some of that. That I think, sounds good. I think this album is going to totally change the Palo Santo stick industry. <laughs> You're going to really <laughs> set it on the right course. Right. But, but I question you not wanting to give an intense definition or the, or the right pronunciation of Palo Santo because it, it is a genderless universe where labels don't necessarily exist. That's what you've created. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Where, where does, does that come from? what you dream of, what you want to see happen, or is that just totally fiction and just pulled out of thin air? Well, I, I think it's probably most, it's, maybe it's a bit of both, but it's uh, when I think of the world that Palo Santo is, the world that we wanted to create, that I wanted to create, I think where it came from, it's like stuff I've been, like you said, dreaming about, thinking about ever since I was a little kid. And also... You know, when I was thinking, like, even before we started to make any music, I knew I wanted to create this, like, fantasy world. And I think part of the reason was the the real world kind of depresses me too much. <laughs> and I wanted to... And I'm, yeah, Amen. Right? <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, pop music is, for me, like, my favourite thing about pop music is the fantasy and the escapism of it. So why don't we create our own world? And, you know, in this world, we don't have gender. We don't have sexuality. Like, those, all, the, all those things are just completely kind of rewritten or those rules are taken off the table because most, most of the people there are androids. So, <laughs> well, like, what is an android's gender? What is an android's sexuality? And I thought that was, like, a really interesting kind of thing to explore. But can these androids feel? Well, this is the whole point of... Uh, of the kind of uh, this is what, what we're trying to kind of get into with the music videos and the and the we made a short film as well that's yeah. coming out with the album because I think androids can feel and my I'm quite sympathetic to these androids like because these androids they just want to be more human and um, I thought it was an interesting you know we we it's like a quite a good I think for us as as human beings <laughs> I'm, I'm a human it's good for us to kind of think about our own humanity sometimes and like how precious that is 
to be able to feel things is is pretty cool. But also not to take it for granted. Not to take it for granted, exactly. Because I do. A part of me feels like we're going to live in a world where robots do almost everything. Yeah. So it's only a certain point where they just totally overrule us and outsmart us every step of the way. Ultimately, hopefully, we control the plug, you know, but you never know. But I do think a genderless, you know, raceless society might eventually exist. Right? I mean, it's possible. I keep on thinking of Avatar when you're talking about this. <laughs> yeah. I, totally. I mean, I'm not, yeah, exactly. Like, throughout time, there's been, you know, stories like this. Like, we've imagined what the future might be like. And I'm just, you know, I'm kind of fascinated by, I think it's going to get wild. Are any of the songs on the album written based off this world you've created? Or are they all for your real life? They're all for my real life, really. Yeah. So the two, the music and the kind of, and this whole whole concept thing, you know, kind of, you know, independent of each other. But I really love putting them together because mm-hmm. it kind of gives it a different spin uh, in a way and it makes you kind of like, I don't know. I, li- I think it's kind of interesting. But they're pretty separate from each other in a way too. I, what's been your biggest change that you've seen in yourself artistically between 2010 when you started and now? Oh, um, I guess I had like no real conviction to to follow through with my ideas. I think, or I would I'd always think what I think. I think I just had a, a lack of self confidence, you know. And it's it's taken me a while to actually get to a place where I'd be like, I'm gonna make this sci fi space android like <laughs> <laughs> experience. Like I could never have really like, cause cause I'll be honest with you, like it's kind of out there and like. A lot of people weren't expecting it. So I had to like really, really sell it to everybody. I had to be like, this is what we're doing. It's going to be amazing. What was your sales pitch to them? Uh, well, I actually... <laughs> By the way, sophomore album, pressure exists, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, a part, I mean, there was, a, there was some like faking it till I make it vibes for sure. But we went into, I actually went into our label in the UK, Polydor, and gave like a presentation to them all. I did a PowerPoint presentation where I burnt Palace Santa wood and we like played music. <laughs> nice. And I, I gave them whole presentation where I was like look this is what the concept is this is what all the music videos are going to be this is how the merchandise is going to look this is how the artwork's going to be like Whoa. give me the money <laughs> <laughs> and they said and they said yes nice oh, alright yes. yeah, we, we managed to like get it to get it through so who's working with you on all of this or are you doing it all yourself no 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 I'm making it sound like I'm doing it myself but <laughs> a lot of it you know is me but I um me and my manager Martha who's actually sat over there hello Hi, Martha. So, I, sorry I thought she was Megan Trainer. I couldn't tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she um she's kind of like, like she's sort of like a, another kind of co-parent of Palo Santo, um, and also a director who called Fred Rosen who directed the videos for us. We were like emailing a, about a year ago and talking about you know how this is all going to work and you know I have all these crazy ideas and he's actually responsible to like actually make them happen in in a way that makes sense that isn't just completely insane (laughs) so um yeah it wasn't you know just all me and we had like amazing choreographer amazing stylists just like a good bunch of creative people trying to find like artists you know who really just want to do something different and special different and special yeah I'm you know I don't know if 
you are the luckiest dude in the world or the other two members of this band are the luckiest people in the world because uh, you singing in a shower <laughs> turns into you really being the face and the voice and an r- incredible creative outlet for you yeah. for almost a decade now and then the other two dudes get the I, I think they're chilling right now I love that you're playing in the sofa and it's like yeah. they're not Nothing. here they're not <laughs> they can be chilling right now and they're kind of along for this ride that you've kind of laid out for them so it, they don't exist they're like they're holograms <laughs> yeah. they show up when it's time to play but they still get paid yeah it's pretty sweet right yeah <laughs> you're the one you know creatively racking your brain and doing all of this and pushing yourself yeah but I think you know that's like part part of the sort of the last 18 months was we because when we when we first started out making the second album we had literally had no idea what we we're gonna do and it was quite a struggle for a long time because we were just sort of going in loads of different directions trying to make each other happy and then ending up with like not making anyone happy and um i basically said to them look i have this thing that i want to do this this crazy vision and these are the songs like i, I like I, I think we should do this and they were like yeah okay let's do that <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> whatever you want Ollie. basically like yeah i've become a monster where, where does your sound come from because whenever i listen to your songs they have like a jungly tribal sound Ooh, that's like how that. i feel when i listen to it I i'm like, like where does he get this from <laughs> well I mean, I, I guess you could say that I mean, we all have like a different musical taste within the group, but we all share a love of kind of like uh, like R and B and um, dance music, and I think where that kind of like crosses over on like a pop mm-hmm. sphere um, is like I think where we try and like aim all the music but in terms of like the jungly tribal vibes i think that's just like rhythm you know we're always like trying to get rhythm like polyrhythms like interesting rhythms interesting beats that that you know like aren't the expected kind um but i like that because like if i'm listening to like if you're over me i feel like i'm walking around in like a happy jungle yeah yeah oh nice like leaves and butterflies <laughs> i'm like oh look at me here we are i'm i'm feeling like a disney like jungle exactly book yeah, yeah. <laughs> the animals are gonna start talking to you Ex- yeah. yeah like oh hey hippo <laughs> yeah. oh wow i would love to be in that happy jungle <laughs> but yeah i mean that's like a you know this is i think it's probably just a syncopated rhythm you know and like there's a lot of rhythms a lot of rhythms going on in that song mm-hmm. are the other two in the room when you're creating or yeah i mean it depends on the song because if you're over me was like a really quite a different song for us that in the way that it came about because it, i wrote it with this guy called steve mack and we we just did it in like an afternoon and he already had that where he was like what about this and i was like that's interesting i've never heard that before you know so we just i just wrote the top line to it and it was done in like two hours and then we, you know, and then Mikey and Emery added production to the song and like Mikey added his bass line and everything. So that one happened a little bit differently. So, but then some of the songs, yeah, we're all in the room together when, when we're creating it. So it depends. Does this album top to bottom tell a story or are each song individuals? I mean, they are individuals, but are they a part of something bigger? I'm just thinking if they are part of something bigger, I guess it would just be like, say you were to get like my diary (laughs) and like you were just looking through the entries of you know september 2016 to i don't know february 2018 then this would be this album would be it your your personal diary that's it yeah how good do you feel after you get a song done and you get it off your chest (sighs) it's the best so yeah it's such a relief yeah is it built like do you have notes you keep like voice notes what do you do how do yeah. you track your thoughts? 
Uh, I keep voice notes, yeah. Um, and I make like little notes and I keep a diary as well. So cute. Yeah. It's like voice <laughs> protected. Is there like a locket around it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I, I did have a diary like that when I was a teenager, like one that had a little lock. Oh, and nice. everyone used to make fun of me because it was like only girls had those diaries. Whatever. And I was like, smash the gender binary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> General society, real early. Exactly, real early. They yeah. don't get it. They're laughing now. Exactly. Truly. I mean, this is cool. Paulo Santo, you have a universe here. Yeah. Can you tell me about All For You? When that chorus kicks in, Oof. that's a good one. You like it? Yeah, I really do. Oh, uh, thank you. What's yeah. that song about? <laughs> it's just so, it's just like, like I said, it's just like a happy, makes you want to dance. Yeah. Well, that song is, uh, I wanted to have like a really up, I mean, like something that was really upbeat and mm-hmm. that you could dance to, but actually had this quite like, uh, I don't know, like, because the song is really about, reflecting on a relationship and kind of being like actually you were more in this for you like all those things you did and like the things you said to me and the way you treated me like now that I think about it it says more about you than it does about me Mm -hmm. um and like there's a there's quite like a a bite to the lyrics in that way that's kind of like a little sting so um but I kind of liked how it was sort of like coated in this like sugary pop song um yeah that's a hard realization to come to after you leave a relationship? It's also like not the nicest one because <laughs> I like want to accept that people are good and bad. We all have flaws. We're not perfect, you know, like, but uh, some, but like that doesn't always like make the best pop song. Right? <laughs> Sometimes you can be a little nasty, you know what I'm saying? Some, exactly. You've got to be a little petty. <laughs> yeah. I'm just soaking all of this in, man. Like hi- hypnotized. Good record too. Like what is the story behind that? What is that even right off the name? Like well, that song in particular is unusual because it came about because of Baz Luhrmann, the director, yes. asked if we would make something for him because he was making an advert and he like this crazy, huge advert. And um, he was like, oh, I'd love to use a Years and Years song. So we sent him some of our new songs and he, he was like, oh, none of these quite work. And I was like, I'll just make you one. Like, what do you want? And um, he told me what he was kind of thinking and he got so involved. Like, he's so passionate about music, Baz. He loves and, it. Uh, he loves it. And um, I was had this kind, this song that was sort of brewing about being, hit, like, falling in love with someone in that moment of falling in love with someone where you're completely, like, bowled over and you can't, you're just completely blinded by the other person, like, hypnotized, because that was something that I wasn't experiencing at the time. And I was like, <laughs> I wonder if I'll ever fall in love again. <laughs> so I kind of wrote that song for Baz really and for kind of like my hopeful romantic self inside or something um so yeah and that's how it came about Zach Sancho I am so sorry to interrupt the interview I'll just be real quick get quip it's the best toothbrush out there I'm obsessed with this thing it sticks right to my mirror it's timed out perfectly so I always know that I'm brushing the right amount they send me refill heads like every month and that's not just for convenience it's for my health plus Quip is an amazing toothbrush. It's electric, and it starts at only 25 bucks, $25 for really the best toothbrush you will ever buy. I got it for Dan, Heather, my mom, my sister, my dad. Oprah uses this toothbrush, so why shouldn't you? Quip, seriously, it's the best. Go to getquip.com slash sang, and you're going to get a toothbrush starting at 25 bucks, and your free refill pack will follow. That's right. You'll get something free if you go to getquip.com slash sang. Try out the Quip toothbrush. You'll love it, but I really want you to tell me what you think. So use it and get back to me. Getquip.com slash sang. Okay, back to the interview. Zach Sang Show. What do you learn about yourself from making this album? Hmm. 
one thing I learned was that like I thought I ha- I have like a lot of unresolved anger issues <laughs> <laughs> as you laugh about it yeah <laughs> so funny <laughs> 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 um, yeah <laughs> like yeah I was holding on to some like anger basically basically just over previous relationships and like even my dad like even stuff from my childhood I was like wow I'm like I'm actually angry about some stuff that I didn't realise you know so that's one thing I learned and I yeah no do you do you fix your anger after you realise that you're angry do you make amends with people or once it's in a song you're you're okay and you don't need to talk to them again well oh god I don't know actually because now that I think about it I'm not sure I have dealt with this in a great way because I just wrote songs about it but like like, have you told your dad that you're angry about whatever I mean kind of I think he knows but I mean I haven't we don't really have a relationship so it's like it would be weird for me to just call him up and tell him right now but you know what I mean but is it ever weird to call your dad no matter the situation is it what is it it ever weird yeah I mean it could be it's always weird (laughs) it's always weird I get it (laughs) I get it, but if it's on you, you should at least send the record. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, it's online. It's not hard to find. Yeah, <laughs> find it. He knows what you're up to. That's find cool, it. <laughs> Does he have Spotify? Uh, Look it up. I'm about to get real mad, real angry. Just kidding. Um, okay, yeah. so so you you don't necessarily make amends, but you just get it out of your system. Yeah, I think. Like I don't sometimes. You like you know when you write a really long letter to somebody but you don't send it, or you write an email mm-hmm. but you don't oh, yeah. send it. Yeah, like just just getting it all out, you know, because it's is yeah. Sometimes you just need to get it get it out. Yeah, but your out is out. Like I know it's really out. Yeah, <laughs> I sit on emails that I'll never send. Yeah, no one will see that. Hopefully, but I don't. But I never say like specifics, you know. So like mm. you know, so there are some people out there who probably like feel a little bit nervous that I've written a song about them, but they don't really know. Like I, and. No, they just tell them. There's a possibility. How right. about this lyric? It's the mystique. Do I look good in this position just like him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about it? Uh, you, I don't know. What about it? <laughs> what do you want to know? Sounds pretty literal to I me. Mean, I don't know. Yeah, you're not hiding much there. <laughs> it's kind of self-explanatory, right? Yeah. Do those people or does he know it's about him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. And if it, and to be honest, like I've I've been around the block a few times, so I, I've <laughs> I've managed to like kind of spread the. There's so many people. Yeah, exactly. It could be anybody. At anybody point. could be the, the father. <laughs> be like, oh yeah, you 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 know Ollie? Yeah, me too. Ha, huh? you know. So yeah, that's, it's that vibe. That is nice. <laughs> I like that vibe. <laughs> Are you thinking that lyric while you're hooking up with this person? Oh what? No, no. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> in the middle of no. Well, here's a lyric. Well, even afterwards, yeah. do, like, do you come off that moment? And you're like, well, just. Uh, I wonder if he's comparing me to the last person. I mean, kinda, yeah. But that's like a real. That's like a. Ooh, I don't know if I. I'm sweating. Yeah, I'm swaying a little bit. Uh, relax. I'm relaxed. relaxed. Everybody be cool. We're we're all adults here, okay? Yeah. I won't get an answer. That's okay. No, what was the question? Like, do I? No, but I think there was one. There was no question. I have a question. How was it performing, dancing, singing while Rihanna's staring at you? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I feel like my life was just leading up to that point. <laughs> You're born to do that? Yeah. Like, wow, it's so cool to be achieving my life goal right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know what, though? She was just, like, so... She was everything you'd want her to be and more 
in that moment she was just like she's so chilled and just like I don't know she has this energy about her which is like very warm and like friendly and you just want to be in her presence and like she's just glowing and like you know like light filled magical goddess <laughs> you knew who wasn't chill afterwards me. You. Yeah. You. I'm not a goddess. <laughs> you were on Graham Norton and you went to give everyone a hug and there was all eight of them. You're like, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, they were like, Ollie, don't hug them when you go on. They were like, we don't have the time. Like, don't hug them. But as if you could not hug those ladies. As the whole cast of Ocean's 8. Yeah. Like, what, I'm just supposed to walk up onto the... Onto the so people that aren't familiar with this show, basically, they have, like, you know, a couch full of celebrities and at the end, the musical guest comes on to be like, hey, I'm, I'm a musician, buy my album. <laughs> um, and that's basically what I did. But obviously, the couch is full of, like, Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson, Helen Bonham Carter, and Rihanna. It's <laughs> crazy. So literally, I was just, like, trying not to faint, basically. Yeah, it was and, a big moment. And then she got an early copy of the... She got the first copy of Palo Santo, yeah, she did. How, do, do you hand deliver that to her? Yeah, I gave it to her, yeah, I was like, I wrote on it, bad gal Riri, I love you. Whoa. <laughs> and then I gave it to her, and I was like, you can throw it away if you want to. She was like, I would never do that, and then she hugged me. Do you, do you think she's listened? Uh, do you even want to know? I guess, let's go with yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, she probably hasn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> But she might have. Hey, you, you don't know. Hopefully yeah. she reaches, you know, maybe she'll reach out. Listen, my DMs are open for Rihanna. Always. I think you guys would be good together. She has like a jungly tribal vibe too. Uh, well, I mean, I would do like anything. She did a song with Mickey Echo and Coldplay. So why not you? Why not me? If why not me, Rihanna? <laughs> let's say the album leaked and you found out it was Rihanna who leaked it. What would you do? I would say I would thank her. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for ruining my career. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Katy Perry get an early release? Too? She did. Yeah, she got. I mean, she got. She got the second like copy, <laughs> which she was like, she was annoyed about. She was like, "How dare you? What is this? You're just giving copies of your album to 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 pop stars." But why, only the biggest pop first? stars. That's what I mean. I was like, "Come on, Katy Perry. It's just literally just you and Rihanna." Like. I love you. This is an elite group. Why do you, how Katy Perry? Do you just see her and you just happen to have an album ready to go? I mean, we went to see her show. Um, okay. Yeah, she played in Birmingham. And so we took we took one with us, yeah. Her show is amazing. It's sick. <gasps> it was so cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a crazy production. It what, like blew my mind. Are you working on this tour for yes. this album? Yes. All you? Engulfed in it? I mean, I've been trying... So the first time I had a production meeting for this tour, I was like, okay, I want to be in a giant tree and then I want to come down <laughs> in a swing inside the moon. <laughs> like, how can we make this happen? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we've, like, done our version of that, but it's really exciting because we've got a brand new show, um, got this amazing, like, stage that we've designed and I get... At one stage, I do actually get lifted up in this sort of, like, giant flowing robe and then there is a big moon behind me. Wow. <laughs> That's... And we have dancers and it's all singing, all dancing, like amazing, crazy costumes. And it's, um, I wanted to bring the Palo Santo experience on the road, so. Majestic. Yeah, majestic, yeah, hopefully. Do you, do you bring the other two out for the shows or yeah. is it just you in a row <laughs> hanging from, like, swinging? Yeah, it's just, just me and the spotlight. <laughs> I don't know. They're in the dark on the sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Mikey gets... Um, Mikey gets like has so Mikey is a magician in the If You're Over Me video and he's quite he's really taken to this role like as this sort of like magic because I always I also like gave Mikey and Emmy roles I was like Mikey you're going to be a magician and they didn't really have much choice in the matter but they, but they, <laughs> and Emery was always going to be this news presenter like in Palo Santo 
which he absolutely kills. So I, I'm a good casting director. <laughs> but um, and Mikey comes on stage and he has this like you know, a lot of blue face paint, makeup, and, like, a sparkly outfit. And he has this giant keytar. Do you know what a keytar is? Oh, mm-hmm. do I know a keytar? Do <laughs> I don't. It's a guitar, but with keys. It's piano oh, and a guitar, yeah. guitar combined. A keytar. Okay, yeah, I get it. And it's like, it's like a Palo Santo keytar, so it's, like, this weird, giant, kind of, like, red, strange, like, symbol that's made into a keytar, and he stands at the top of the stairs and does this, like, keytar solo. So, you know, there's, like, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on they have their place they do yeah they yeah i wanted to ask time. him like how do they feel about you being the front man like as how do they feel about you being their front man i think they're relieved yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> lot less work for them i would think yeah i mean i think they never really wanted to like be i think you have to be a specific kind of person to like want to be a front person yeah. <laughs> and like i don't know it you know it's good and it has good points has bad points it's either like something you really want you know for me i've always wanted to be this do yeah. do this since i was a, a you know a kid and f- if you don't if that's not something you wanted to do then like that's it's just not is not, it it's just not something you're meant to do mm. meant to be not everybody wants to you know come down from a tree on a swing in a, in a <laughs> flowing road attached to a moon I know. Which is or a do shame. they? Yeah. Right. Or do that they sounds actually? awesome. Yeah. I, I never thought I wanted to, but <laughs> now I do. Maybe we all do. Yeah. Yeah. But you get to do it. Yeah, I know. That's uh, yeah. It's it's quite ridiculous. Yeah. I <laughs> can't believe I've gotten away with it, to be honest. <laughs> but like, yeah. have you had moments throughout this journey where you're just like, like, holy fuck, like, what? It, what is my life? Like, look what I get to do. Like, look at my form of therapy. It's going to create music and create albums and uh, go on tour. Like. It's yeah, pretty nuts. All the time. I'm. I'm mostly though. I think like, obviously, I am a part. I'm like a very important part of this. Like, as in, I've you know, uh, it's come from my brain and everything. And I'm like the singer, and I write the music, blah blah. But 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 when it's happening, it feels like you're part of something that's like bigger than yourself. You know, like because the whole reason like we get to do it is because of obviously the fans that support us in the first place and come to the shows and give me the confidence for me to be who I am to yeah. give them. And a, sh- a good show and to get them the good music and then you know it's always also involved with like a huge team of people who are putting their everything into making this project work and making it the best that it can be so it just feels like you're part of this like very colorful magical like train that's just like hurtling towards the destination you're like wow this is crazy i can't believe i'm on this journey like what's going on like i can't look left or right or else i'll fall off so let's keep going you know so it's yeah. it's wild but it's, it's special, you know. But that is music and art. Like, y- your yeah. music will be here long after you, you know? And yeah. who knows what that could do for people unless, 100 years from now. Unless, because everything's digital and, like, there's some sort of, like, weird digital warfare and everything gets, becomes corrupted and then we won't have anything because we don't have physical copies anymore. It's true. Right? Rihanna has that Rihanna one Rihanna album. Rihanna, Rihanna Katie's got two. There's two out there. Let's start burning CDs. I want to be in the bunker with Rihanna and Katy Perry. That's the best bunker to be in. And you know, right. there there could be some Illuminati or some, like, bigger yes. government culture bunker where those people just get taken in and they have, like, so true luxury accommodations to keep culture going after society is all gone. Oh, I really hope that... I mean, do I hope that that exists? Well, kind of, yeah. Yeah, because you want to get there. Work, I want to get there. Work yeah. hard enough to get in Katy Perry and Rihanna's bunker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the world goes to crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Are you open to love right now? Are you looking for somebody? I, am I looking for somebody? I don't know. I would... Basically, no. But, but now, because I've been single for, like, almost two years, 
and now I'm thinking like maybe maybe it's time maybe <laughs> I don't know because the longer you're single the more you're like how is anyone ever in a relationship <laughs> exactly, yes. like that just seems like way too much work is this the longest you've been single in a while yeah yeah yes yeah, what do you learn about yourself from being single well I really like my independence I really like being by myself and doing doing shit for myself um, and I don't have a lot of time for like other people here right now so that's another <laughs> thing um i also think i don't know i wanted to go away by myself so i went traveling well i went like on a little break by myself and i realized i wanted to be single because i wanted to go away by myself you know i wanted to travel alone and like figure some stuff out so i'm glad i did that um but also i just think like you notice how many people are in relationships as well and you're like oh because you know a lot of people in relationships are actually personally i think they're more it's more because it's convenient for them mm. and they're kind of like relying on each other mm. and so i'm just out here looking at them being like okay like <laughs> no, i'm just judging your relationship because <laughs> i'm because i'm a bitter you. single person who's like heart is frozen over <laughs> wow <laughs> is that what you figure out about yourself when you go on this trip alone that you have a cold heart it's called dead heart <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blackness on the inside yeah i mean yeah <laughs> I did. fascinating because you w when you're single and you look at other people you do realize like is are they doing this out of convenience or are they doing this out of happiness mm. and like you don't really need to be in a relationship for convenience no and also you know like some of the loneliest people are in relationships as well it's so, so deep right and sad deep and sad Anyway. They're in the wrong relationship, <laughs> are they not? You should not be lonely if you're giving your time, energy, and focus to somebody. And it doesn't oh, yeah. need to be giving 100% of it. Like, even if you're giving, you know, 20% of it. I mean, I don't, yeah, it doesn't sound great, does it? No. To, it's to, definitely to, not. We're going to say it's a negative. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that for anybody. Yeah. I want people to have their best fulfilled lives. But, you know, everyone has, the, there's so many different ways to have a relationship, you know, and we all have this, like, one model where it's like we have to be best friends, like, completely you know, like in each other's lives all the time, doing ev doing everything together, like we're emotional rocks. We have amazing sex. We're like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like no one can it. really fulfill like that entire, you know, it's just, a, it's a lot. The expect. definition and standard that we put around a relationship and making it kind of one, there's like a singular meaning to it. I yeah. Think. And it's always like, are you happy? Are you guys happy? Are you happy? And it's like, it's not always about being happy all the time, no. you know? Just chill. <laughs> Calm down. Chill out. I'm fine. Another thing in the future, you know, a different definition for what a relationship is. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm just like, I'm trying to visualize this thruple that I'm going to be a part of. And it's basically going to be me mm -hmm. living next door to like a really hot, older <laughs> gay couple, really good at cooking. <laughs> they have a really sick house by the ocean. And I'll just, basically, have you seen Grace and Frankie? Yes. yes. That's, yes, what, that's yes. what I'm aiming for in my life to be like. So they feed you and take care of you and you tap in when it's time to exactly. reciprocate. Yeah. yeah but you don't exactly. cook clean or provide any money to the situation. Well, I mean. Well, maybe you're, you're rich. You can do the finance. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I provide, I feel like my presence is, is a gift. More than enough. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you're goggy. Yeah. I like that. Uh. Well, I, I have a question. Were you supposed to um, be doing something for Interview Magazine with Troy Savon? Yes. What happened to that? Well, what happened to those pictures? I have you no idea. I have no idea. And I deleted them because I got into trouble. So, <laughs> Did you release them too soon? Yeah, it was a whole thing. Uh. I don't know. Like, I just, I'm not allowed to, maybe I'll get, like, in trouble if I even speak about it now. I don't want you to get in trouble. <sighs> well, we know, because you know. put it on the internet. 
Yeah, obviously I made a mistake by doing that, but <laughs> thanks for bringing it up to me now. <laughs> I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Did you actually interview each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's done? Yes, yeah. How? It's out there somewhere. So I've, I've, been, I've been looking the whole time you've been talking, and I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, well, I, I think it's like maybe like on a laptop. Oh, oh, and not mine. It's on a private laptop. Right, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, so mm. I, don't, I have no idea. One day, maybe. Yeah. Wow. It was a cool photo shoot. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Are you living in uh, the UK full time? Are you coming back and forth between here in LA or there in LA? Uh, I, I'm living in London. Yeah, that's kind of like. But I don't know. It feels like you don't really live anywhere when you're on tour because you're just, you know, around the world all the time. But I'm, I don't know. Think about I'm thinking like I could maybe do a little California Ooh. moment. A moment. <laughs> at some point. Like, yeah. like are we talking about like like months? Are we gonna buy a place? Are we gonna rent a place? How permanent I don't do you know. want? Do you, what should I do? I don't know. I'm, He's I'm, repping the shirt right now, so. Yeah. I'm no financial advisor, so I don't, but oh. you can, you know, it's a good rental market. It's expensive. I want to buy if you can. Okay. Well, <laughs> great. There you That's go. Yeah, Thank take, you. Take that advice. Where do you live? Oh, I live in West Hollywood. Oh, that, well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, great area. Do you go out in oh, West Hollywood? Oh, yeah. Where Where do you go? Uh. D- Bars? You heard of the Abbey? Or yes, like, yes, of course. Yeah, Chapel, Bartend. I walked, pl- I walked past a place called Jim <laughs> the other day. Uh, oh yeah, that's opposite a gym. Yeah, but the, but but Jim is a bar called Jim. Yes, like Jim, like J- it's uh, JYM, and the G-Y-M. It's, like G-Y-M. A, it's like a it's like a gay bar that plays. It's like a gay sports bar. <laughs> right, that's exactly what it is. Oh, that's right. fun. It's a gay sports bar. And it gets really crowded, and the drinks are really strong, and everybody there is like really sweaty. You sound like I, you're repulsed by it, but it sounds awesome. No, it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, it's quite intimidating. I was I walked past and I was a little intimidated. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of like extreme pectorals, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm a fan of. <laughs> But was but like a lot also, which if you're just not you know as pectorally inclined <laughs> yeah. as I might be. Fair enough. <laughs> There's a lot to see walking around West Hollywood. There is. That's I love walking around walking around West Hollywood for that reason. A lot of eye candy. A lot of eye candy. Maybe an opportunity for you to form a relationship. I know. Not with any depth. Exactly. <laughs> I like and that's what you think would be appropriate for me. I mean, I, based on your cold heart, I'm just trying to... You're completely correct. Yes, that's, that's what I'm looking for. So if you see me later on walking around West Hollywood... Well, say hi. Making eyes, say hi. Don't engage with any emotional kind of like, intense, <laughs> intensity. Just, this is a pure <laughs> business transaction. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, exactly. West Hollywood's the place to get that done, by yeah. the way. Oh. What do you do? Like, who do you hang out with? <laughs> are, you, are you looking for are friends right now? Like, what's going on? Well, if I'm going to move here, then maybe. Will you guys be my friends? Yeah. yeah but where do, do you all live? I live in West Hollywood. He doesn't leave you his do? house, though. Why not? I don't like to go out. I actually go to the actual gym and then my house, which mm. I actually pass at the gym on the way there. Ugh. So I'll look for you. <laughs> I mean, He won't talk to you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we can make eye contact. Yeah, just a little wave. But no words. <laughs> <laughs> I hang. I have some friends. Uh, I, you, yeah. yeah. Who are your friends? Um, <laughs> do, you have, do you have any famous friends? Let me I feel, like, I feel like you have famous friends. I mean, yeah. I mean, Like who? Um, Who's I, your most famous friend? <laughs> 
there's a list. I mean, it's small. It's not a big list, but like there's a few quality candidates or qu- quality people. And like who? Good artists. He likes to hang out with Ariana Grande, Megan Trainer, Megan Trainer. Oh, okay. uh, AJR this, hangs out with a lot. That's kind of a list. So like these yeah. are a list. Look, A-list. it's no Rihanna and Katy Perry. No, that's I, true. I, I mean, don't give, Ariana maybe, but I don't give my work to them. No, <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't hand my my CD of my radio show to Megan Trainer. <laughs> it's a little different. Uh, yeah, it is a little different. So you're saying that's not the way to start a friendship. No, but I, I think your music can really build that bond. Oh. You planted a seed that has the opportunity to grow. I think so, yeah. yeah. So next time we hang out, next time when we see each other, me and Rihanna, she'll remember me. That I hope. That's all you want is that a is memorable moment for the next time. Yeah. And that there's going to be a next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not I'm, so, I'm sorry for like questioning you about your friends and your social life. I feel <laughs> weird about that. But I, th- I felt I just felt very comfortable for a minute and I was like, maybe we'll be friends when I live here. No, we first of all, we can and totally I'll be, be friends. And I'll be hanging out with you and Ariana Grande. <laughs> just sure Ariana, in fact. You, can, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to be there. <laughs> you can introduce us and then leave. I'm starting to get ch- that cold heart is giving me a chill right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. <laughs> but it probably ended up happening, and that's kidding. okay. No, it's not. I'm, I care about you more. <gasps> Thanks. For now. Yeah, yeah, in this moment. Yeah, right, because you're right in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but for real, we can hang. I would love to hang. Okay. I saw you on a dating app. Really? Yeah. I swiped right. You didn't swipe left. <gasps> or you probably swiped left and not right. Uh, on what dating app? Sick bird. Oh, on this, oh, oh, I know which dating app. Yeah. Raya. On Raya? Mm-hmm. I definitely, no, I've never seen you on that. Also, okay. are we allowed to even talk about this? Because isn't it meant to be like secret? Yeah, but then they opened the floodgates to other people. And I thought from that moment on, <laughs> it was like, it's, it's fair game. I'll be honest. I've no, I have a Raya profile, but it's on Hidden. So um, we, oh. you might have, but it, it wasn't Hidden always. But now I just use it to see if like who else is on it. <laughs> because, you know, you can set it to see like men and women, like yes. any orientation, whatever age. So I set it to everybody. And then I just sort of like go through and, see, and try and find the most famous people. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> what I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't touched it since. Uh, yeah, that's all I do on it. There's yeah. some good people on there. There are some pretty good people, yeah. Uh, some, like, legit famous people. Not bad. I saw Nick Jonas on there once. <gasps> mm. Mm. Demi Lovato. Ooh. Yeah. But now Nick Jonas is in, maybe engaged. About to be. Yeah. Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Love her. You see that love. You see Ariana getting engaged. You see Nick Jonas possibly getting engaged. Technically, he put a promise ring on her finger. You know, Ooh. it's like 2007 all over again. Right. Um, yeah, they love the promise ring. Uh, you get no inclination or no bug to like find the person and maybe settle down. Um, I mean, I don't know. What does that mean, settling down? Like, what do I have to do? Wife and kids. Little dog in a picket fence. I mean, I probably won't get a wife. <laughs> <laughs> Husband and kids. Um, I think you're. So- <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I kind of. I think maybe I'm like, not very, like normal. <laughs> <laughs> you want to settle down with two gay dudes living next door to you who feed you and. Yeah, with animals and probably like no kids. Do no, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't like kids. I mean, no, I really like kids. I don't know. It depends. God, I'm under pressure now. I'm it depends. No, it depends. I on feel the like g- it depends on who it is. Like, depends on the kid. Depends on the kid. You get exactly. a real yeah. asshole kid. Yeah. Nobody likes an asshole. No. It would be too much. I feel like I. I don't know. I just. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't deal with that right now. Let's focus on a genderless <laughs> society, and let's focus on you getting a house either here or next to a gay couple in. Yes, London. exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's, Thank you. Those that's, achievable goals, I think. <laughs> Let's stay in reality. Yeah. <laughs> Palo Santo, that is the album, yes. July 6th. It is out. So I forgot we were even like 
talking about an album. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. Let's get back to it. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear the entire album. It's really good. I would say, like, bring us a hard copy, but I don't think I have a CD player. No, I don't think we even have a CD of it. So, <laughs> no, I'm sure we probably do. Send me the files. I'll burn one. Yeah, we'll send you the files. Yeah. Send us a record, some autograph we'll records, a Dropbox, or an autograph. Re- or sorry, it's or a, that. Yeah, I'll whatever it. you want. It, Okay. It's an album. Technically, <laughs> a record is a song. Yeah. No, he he gave actual records, like records, like record records. Oh, you gave like like vinyls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that- I never understand that. How some people say record as in. Wait, hold on. You gave Rihanna a vinyl? Yeah. How, do you think she walks around with a vinyl player on her? Of course you said, not. You said a vinyl player? <laughs> record player? <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. That's why when you ask me, do you think she's listened to it? I'm like, well, probably not. Like, as if she's going to just like go sit down and with her LP player and put on the vinyl. But maybe she did. Here's what she Interscope should do they should send her a record player yeah. to they, play it on it. Yes. Yeah. They should. Hmm. I feel like Rihanna might Kurt. have a record player. Yeah, she she's cool. Does. Yeah, but she's always on the go. I feel like she's a, she a woman a, in motion. She has a house. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she lives somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's stop dreaming about Rihanna. Anyway, okay. we've covered a lot. Yeah, um, we've gone over a lot of ground. Too much, yeah. if you ask me. Yeah, uh, no one asked. So. All, I mean, it's all been filmed. So <laughs> I think it was just enough. <laughs> it's just enough. <laughs> Holly Alexander, years and years. Yes. Two years later. Uh, hopefully, we don't need to wait two years before we see you again. Right. You know, come That's, back sooner. We need to have a bigger. We need to have a career in America. I mean, we do, but I really, you're coming off of an incredibly strong album, really incredible singles, and what you have here in this era of your music, it's really special. And dude, the way you match pop and like the basic, I don't want to say basic, how infectious the songs are, and they are surface level to an extent, but there's so much depth to every lyric. I don't know, man. Thank I you. think you have something special here, and it's going to really resonate with people. So I hope so. Well, thank you for having me back, honestly. Of course. I, I really do actually love you guys, and I was oh. excited to come back. So thanks for having me. We like having you Even here. if you grill me a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll have more questions for next time. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate you deeply, and hopefully the next time we're hanging out socially, you can come over to my house in West Hollywood. Yes. Yes. That's how how okay good. That's gonna happen. No, yeah, come, nobody here wants to come and hang out with me. <laughs> oh, why not? I don't go out. I don't do anything. Dan I'm has never, never been to my house. Heather's been to my house a couple times. Yeah, I know. What do you think, Heather? About his house? Marks out of ten for what? the for the decor inside. Oh, it's alright. It's a, it's weird. His roommate's weird. Well, she has a lot of all the dead stuff. Yeah, but we have a beautiful house. No, you have a very nice house. Yeah. There's just a lot of like weird like there's taxidermied a, uh, animals. Okay, yeah, there's a couple dead animals, but they're kept in another room. It's like a couple dead animals. That's a, a weird thing to say. Do you have a pool? Yeah. Oh yeah. On the roof. The view's ver- the view is really nice. You should go for the view. Ooh. Yeah. D- don't come for me. Come for Ariana no. in my view. Yeah, go <laughs> for the view. I want to expect right, when I'm coming over. I'm expecting Ariana Grande on the rooftop. Wow. She'll yeah. just be laid yeah. out, ready, just by the pool, hanging, sipping something. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for that. You've set your expectations so high. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably not deliver. <laughs> Ollie, years and years. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.